Real Estate. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show, where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market. I have died and gone to real estate heaven. Looking to move? Hoping to sell? Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm going to go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Yes, thank you for joining us for the Red Hot Real Estate Show. We are here with your super real estate agent, licensed realtor from Remax Results, Mimi Shoneman. Hey, hey, Mimi. Good morning. Hello. Very Hello. happy to have you here. Also with us from Amic Home Loans, Mr. Phil Olson joins us again. Hello, Phil. Hello there. Hello, hello. Let's, before we get into the rest of our greetings, Let's just get your N- NMLS number out of the way, please, Phil. NMLS 238-103, branch 928-8590, company NMLS 150-953. So we have hit the season of really nice weather here in Minnesota. So does that mean that we have lots of activity going out there in the Twin Cities for people trying to get into the, the homes of their dreams? You know, I had this epiphany this morning that people in Minnesota and Wisconsin, they start shopping from the time that it starts, stops snowing till the time that it starts snowing. Okay. <laughs> well, that's fine. So, that makes sense. Yeah, you know, so, so the minute they're like, you can see the pavement, they're hitting it. That's right. Okay. And so we're going to talk today a little bit about what you do when it is snowing. <laughs> right, Phil? Exactly. Okay. So, it's head to Arizona. Uh, <laughs> Not always. Not no, always. not always. We want to keep some people here. Maybe yeah. Yeah. some beach music. I'm, yeah. I'm feeling it. We'll find, some, we'll find some beach boys or something. We'll have yeah. our producer Hope look for some of those things. <laughs> but we're also always willing to have you be part of the Red Hot Real Estate Show. The number is 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071 because we are going to be covering some good tips and tricks on whether it is the right time for you to buy that second home. And you guys have a lot of really good information on how to get in that second home and knowing whether you are prime and ready to go ahead and take that dive into that second home, right? Oh my gosh, we've got so much information today and we've got a quiz. Yes. You know, got a quiz? We do. Mm-hmm. All oh, kinds awesome. of quiz questions. You know, Do I get to participate? You get to ask the question. <laughs> all right. <laughs> nice. And maybe share the answer. I okay. don't know. Yeah, he's been quizzing us all today, right? <laughs> so we know the answer, so we can't cheat. But I, I do want to remind everybody to go to our show page always and check out the links that we have posted we've got phil's contact information on there um, his website phone mine and we've also got links to those really great guides so things to think about when you're buying and selling your home you can actually download them right there from the link and all kinds of good stuff videos who knows Maybe man we'll, we got everything covered don't we'll we mean Maybe all we need to do is some some live video phil there you go oh yeah. we'll have to do that next time we Let's can turn, do that totally on do the that. beach okay <laughs> you are all about the beach miss shoneman so i am about yeah. the beach you know i mimi i know what kind of kind of drink you're gonna have to have <laughs> is the is the little umbrella over the top of it as you're there well, with, your, I am with beach, your beautiful hat. Beach boys. Okay. You know, we'll find that for you. That yeah. is perfect. But I think it's interesting when you start going, where do I start if I would like to have a second home? Because it sounds like to me, as someone who barely has enough time to clean her first home, it sounds like a lot of work. So what's the demographic usually of the people who are ready to start buying their second home? All right. So I I looked up some statistics here this morning, Mm -hmm. and the demographic, the largest demographic is from the age of 30 to 49. Okay. At a 41% whopping range, they are the ones that buy second homes. That is interesting. That is honestly younger than I thought you were going to say, Phil. I thought I, you were going to jump was, a little a little I, older. I was actually surprised by that. Can yeah. I just tell you, these people do not drink 
at the big coffee shops <laughs> on a regular basis. No, these are the people who are very frugal with their money and, and decided that it's time to go. This is what they would rather invest in. They're sure. deciding they're going to you know, put their money where their mouth is because they know what their goals are. Right, Phil? Correct. This takes planning. It, it does take, and, and that's what we're going to really talk about today is all the, the ins, the outs, the pros, the cons. What are the things that you need to be thinking about? But at the same point in time, I don't want the consumer to think this is something that's not achievable. Right. It really is achievable. And, and we've talked about in previous shows that, you know, real estate, if invested wisely, is your greatest driver of wealth here in the United States. Right. So if, if you're already doing well with your primary residence and now you're going, you want to know something? I want to be able to get away for the weekend. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to have that, that vacation place that I'm not having to worry about where are we going? We're just going to go and we're right. going to go have fun and we're going to enjoy the sun. And guess what? I'm going to watch the birds and take pictures of the birds and plant flowers. <laughs> and those are the types of things that people want to do to get away from the, the you know, the all, everything that's going on in the Twin Cities. The hustle this, and the bustle the hustle and what and they the normally bustle. do. And, yeah. I, and I do have, you know, I, I, I feel like I run in a different circle where we're like, oh my gosh, we need to get Friends that have cabins. We need to get friends that have lake You homes. You need to be the friend that has Fair the cabin. Fair enough. You're right. You're All right. right. So let me give you another statistic. 15% of consumers nationwide own a second home. Okay. Another statistic. 30, 36% of consumers pay cash for that second home. Wait, how? What percent? 36% pay cash for that second home. Wow. But yet there's another statistic. 26% of people use the equity in their own primary residence right now. They have plenty of equity in their home, and they use that equity to buy that second home. Okay. So let's start with that point, Phil. The people who have a house... Um, and they're like, you know, I'm kind of really done with the winners. That would be me. <laughs> I'm just going to own it right here. Yeah. Um, so how do they go about doing that, Phil? So they've they've decided they love a couple of different areas. I think that's a lot of a lot of times what hangs people up is they mm-hmm. don't really know where they want to go. I like Florida. I like Texas. I like Arizona. Hawaii's great, but maybe it's a little too far. What do they do? What's the first thing that they ought to do when they start thinking, yeah, I think that could be me? I think they should call me. Of course. <laughs> All right. And, and I mean, well, I'm, yeah, I'm tell just... tell them who you are, Phil. Um, You're a loan officer. I am a mortgage loan officer, but mm-hmm. I'm going to look at, at their whole picture. I'm going to look at what are you trying to accomplish? I'm going to ask the questions of short-term, long-term goals. And then hopefully I can come up with mortgage solutions, okay, uh, to help you analyze what is the best route for you to go, not just not just mortgage-wise. It could be taxation-wise. Okay. It could be accounting-wise to come up with a grand solution that's going to meet all those specific objectives with the understanding how do we drive down costs? How do we make this affordable? And how do we allow the consumer to be able to do this without breaking the piggy bank? Which is why we remind people all the time that you definitely are the mortgage puzzle solver. Like, it's not, it's not our job to sit there and know all of these things as a layman. This is what you spend all of your time doing. This and golf. This and golf? Yeah. This and math. Yeah. Okay. Let's be fair. Okay. He just sits around and, and does formulas. <laughs> yes, yes. Back, but, back in a little closet, dark closet in my house. That's okay. right. for fun. Yeah. So, Miss Shannon... 
you know, you and I are are for real. We we are relocated people. We yes. we didn't grow up here in the Correct. Twin Cities, and Phil's a homie. Okay, right? Pretty much. Yeah, yep. he's lived here most of his life. Maybe with you know the exception of a little bit of stint here and there. Right. But we know what it feels like to move to an area where you are not sure what that looks like. Exactly. This metro area is massive. Right. And when you're coming in and going, yeah, I love Minneapolis and St. Paul, but where? Oh my gosh, it's like daunting. I remember when we moved here from Arizona, it was that difficult where you're going, well, we were trying to like do a lot of the 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 reconnaissance from Arizona, yeah. but still, I'm like, well, what does is there really a big difference between Brooklyn Park and Brooklyn Center, or what's the difference between Robbinsdale and Minneapolis proper? It was a lot of uh, work that we didn't even know how to ask the right question. Exactly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the problem with the real estate agent because when we moved here, I was not a licensed realtor, and so I could not get the realtor to help me understand. What exactly what you're just saying? What's the difference between White Bear and Lionel Lakes right. and Stillwater and Vadness Heights? What is it? What's it feel like to live there? Who are those people? Right. Are they my people? Well, as a licensed realtor, we can't steer people to different communities, but we can only give you the information that we have. Right. And so the nice thing about working with a real estate agent like myself who has relocated across the country several times, and I understand those fears. And so we have connections in our REMAX network with other real estate professionals in all of the major metro areas across the whole country and internationally. So if you're thinking, yeah, London sounds cool, let's do this. (laughs) We can actually hook you up with a wonderful real estate professional that can help you understand, okay, yeah, Sedona, you know, Phoenix, where do I want to go in these cities? Right. Well, we have to go to our first break. When we get back, I know you have some top reasons to buy your second home, I got home, some right? top reasons to buy. I want to give a little bit of numbers. And I want to get back to, you were talking about, you know, bringing up the idea that if we do a cash out refinance, how does that look for buying that second home? All right. And we'll also be willing to take your questions here on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. The number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Miss Shannon here with Mimi Shoneman and Phil Olson. And we would love for you to be part of the show if you're one of those people where you're always visiting someone else's cabin <laughs> and you want to be the person who has the cabin. Like we want to hear from the people who are visiting other people's cabins and want to really just know what's holding you back. So make sure you call the show today. Or Six why are you five- going to the cabin? Yeah, why-, why are you going to, why are you going cabin? to somebody else's cabin? Uh, yeah. Here's the other other one the people that own a boat (laughs) and they got no place to put it exactly right you know or if you wanted to own a boat then you have no place to put it and that's why you didn't buy it we will help all of those scenarios so make sure you call 651-641-1071-651-641-1071 all right so taking off from our previous uh couple minutes here we were talking about doing a cash out refinance Pull your cash out of the equity out of your home to buy that second home. Okay. Now, why would you want to do that? There's some major tax advantages to doing that. Okay. One, you become a cash buyer for the second home, but you're now, all your financing is based on your primary residence, which means that's a full tax write-off to you. Can you back up? Okay, so I, I do I need to own my 
first home free and clear or just mostly own it? What do you mean? Like, how much do I take that It could out? be either one of those two scenarios, but I would just phrase it this way. If you have a large equity position, what does that mean? Okay. Value minus payoff of the mortgage. Okay. O one hundred value 300 you've got two hundred thousand dollars in equity in the home and you have access to 80 percent of the 300 okay which would mean i have access to 160 yes and if you've got 50 grand in the bank now you could be that cash buyer buying that cute little cottage two bedroom one bath on a small lake in northern wisconsin okay for two hundred and ten thousand dollars now there's your getaway gotcha okay so it doesn't have to be million dollar buyers no you can be somebody that has a regular home here in the cities that can do this too absolutely and 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 i i looked up another statistic the average purchase cost of a second home in northern minnesota and northern wisconsin mimi what do you think that amount is Mm, 165 it's about 205 okay all right yep all right doable all All right right. you can't even get a starter home here in the metro <laughs> and guess what? that can be that could be on anywhere between two to ten acres of land okay and maybe this house is not sitting right on the lake but it's got what's called lake access or dock access which means it's up the road a bit it's it, no it could even be across the street from you and you can actually see the lake gotcha you're just not on the lake all right that's all I care. I just want to see it. See the lake. <laughs> you want to be lake adjacent. I, I want to sit there with my book and my beverage, and I just want to watch the, the animals. Okay, sure. that makes sense. Yeah. Now, I, I, I ran some three scenarios here real quickly based on a $300,000 purchase. Okay. 700 score, credit score. Yes. 740 score, putting 10% down or 20% down. Okay. So at 10% down, a 700 score, your payment estimated is 1910. All right. If you put 20% down, your payment's at 1611. And last but not least, if you have a 740 plus credit score, buying 300,000, putting 20% down, your payment's 1523. And you're saying that most times, though, we don't even have to spend that whole $300,000 because that's uh, much higher than the average. Guess what? It really depends on where you buy. I'll give you an example. You're on Lake Vermilion, northern Minnesota. You're buying a four bedroom, four bath chalet type yes. home beautiful that property is going to go somewhere between probably eight hundred thousand to 1.2 million ah gotcha all right so let's back up let's what's my starter lake home so what's going, for me we're going to wisconsin is okay what all right that's yeah. fair, I'll be clear that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> well you know the interesting thing that that crosses my mind when we're talking about all these numbers and it's difficult to to talk about numbers on the radio because when you're driving, it's like, what do you say? Exactly. Um, you know, basically what we're saying is that if you already have a starter home or even a mid-level home, sure, that you can take some equity out of that and then buy that investment property. And that won't even be an investment property. It'll be a second home. No, so. it'd be a primary residence home. You could, you could do, you could flip this both ways. You could do this as a second home. You could do this as an investment property acquisition as well. But the best way to do it financially is to make it your second home. Is that right? The best way is to make it your primary residence if you can do that. Okay. And then make the one in town your second. Yeah. And here's the reason being with with it is a uh, primary residence. 
All right. You're 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 stuck to 80 percent loan to value, which means you have to have a 20 percent equity position in the home. But you have the full tax advantage. Plus, you get the best interest rate because it's considered your primary residence. Okay, okay, that's interesting. So it's once you pay your your first home down enough. It's in your best interest if we're looking for the the opportunity to build wealth, you're saying, to flip to this other one and make it your primary. That's why we're doing that, Phil? It's one, your primary residence financing is easier than okay. your second home or investment financing. Less reserves are required. Okay. okay. Interest rates are different and higher. So why not if you're gonna if you're gonna owe, let's just say you owe seventy thousand on your primary residence. Yes. And now I'm gonna go buy a two hundred thousand dollar uh, second home or investment property, and my rate is higher. Yes, means that payment is higher on that two hundred thousand. Why not just have a mortgage for two hundred and seventy thousand at a much lower interest rate? Okay. All right. All right. It makes All right. sense. Yes, I got you now. Okay. So really, we're telling people that this is achievable, and especially those people that bought their homes when the market was down, because your equity position in your house ought to be amazing. <laughs> Right. Right. I mean, over the last three years, I, I just looked at a statistic. Twin Cities is up 7% this year alone. And over the last previous three years, it was up 31% for a combined 37% up and in increased property value over the last four years. And I think that a lot of times you're you're just living in your house and you're just thinking, yeah, this has probably not gone up that much, but you would be really shocked and that's something that we can do to help you understand what the value of your house actually is. We offer all of our listeners a free CMA, free market analysis. Okay. No obligation. All you have to do is reach out to us, 651-578-2218 during the week, and we can do that for you. Right, Phil? Exactly. And so um, who do you see, Phil, as the people who are you know, most likely to do a second home like this? Retirees, mm-hmm. uh, professionals in the industry, and if you're making over a hundred thousand dollars a year or more, I think that's an area that you should look at. I'm not going to tell you it's you should do it a hundred percent, right? But understand if all your money you have saved is strictly in your 401k, it goes back to the old analogy: don't put all your investments in under one umbrella right. or in one egg. Okay. You want to be well diversified. Having more real estate, if you take money out of your retirement to buy a second home, you're not losing money. Right. You're diversifying that money and the more diversification of a portfolio in a in an economic downturn, you're going to be hit less than those that put all their money in one specific spot. Well, Phil, it seems like we're starting to pivot into some of those top reasons to actually buy that second home. Exactly. And so that diversification and being able to have that long-term investment seems like one of those reasons, right? Well, I love the concept of having two properties that are appreciating in equity at the same time, but yet you're reducing your principal. Uh, Exactly. So, I mean, look at the long-term profits. You could turn the second home into an Airbnb. Right. What is that? Okay. Amy, tell, tell, tell the fans what that well, is. Well, one of my very favorite clients on the planet does this in St. Paul. She has two areas. Let's give you the scenario. She lives in the main area. It's a story and a half. She rents out the upstairs part, which is huge, and she rents out the basement, which is huge. And she has acquired so much profit 
and yet she lives there. That's her primary residence. Mm-hmm. I say brilliant. So how about that second home? We're going to be there during the summer. You don't want to be there during the winter, but guess what? It's near hiking trails, uh, snowmobile trails, cross-country trails. Now we Airbnb the property in winter, and believe it or not, there's Airbnb companies you can actually hire that will actually fill your vacancies. I've got one client right now where their yearly mortgage payment, yearly mortgage payment is $18,000 a year. Okay. And guess what? They earn 16000 just in the winter months. Miss wow. Shannon, mm-hmm. it's time they're, for you to move to the left. <laughs> I mean, there you go. There's I'm the perfect, working on it. There's the perfect scenario where mm-hmm. they pay two grand a year for their home, but the other people pay for the whole mortgage payment. Right. So smart. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the re- top reasons to buy, including the tax deductions that you're going to be able to save. And we also are ready for your calls. The number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071, also streaming at MyTalk1071.com. You can always go there, use the keyword Red Hot, get this episode, previous episode. So if we move a little quick or if we go, okay, I needed to, I want to play this for somebody else. You know, I know that my friend really should be in this scenario. You we, can always listen to those previous episodes. We hope that all of our listeners will share this podcast with everybody you know that goes to a cabin or a lake vacation home and doesn't own a home. Right. And also share it with those people that have bought a vacation home that they can't stand and they want to get the heck out of there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We can help them sell it. Because it turns out that there maybe were some questions that you should look into as you were buying that second home, especially if it's on a lake. Right, Phil? Exactly. Okay. Phil, let's talk about the tax deduction angle about this scenario. All right. Well, I'm not a tax accountant, so I'm going to preface it with that. But... Uh, there are so many, many tax advantages to owning a second home. So if, for one, you're renting out your second home and it's for no more than two weeks per, or is it two weeks per year per month, okay? Okay. Uh, you can still write off all the interest and property taxes uh, when you file your taxes. So if you're going to use it as, a, as we brought it before, an Airbnb you have to be in it two weeks. You can only rent it out two weeks per month. Two weeks per month. Okay. Otherwise, you're losing that second home, and it's really become an investment property. Okay. You can also deduct depreciation from your taxes. What does that mean, Mimi? Well, depreciation is the best thing ever. So you're going to be able to take the wear and tear that you have on the property and be able to itemize that, maybe in areas where you wouldn't be able to itemize before and take that that again, you want to talk with your your tax accountant about this. But for investors, depreciation is one of the most exciting advantages of owning investment properties. Correct. Second or lastly, you have the ability if you're renting out the property and you take the proceeds, you can actually roll over those proceeds into another rental property. And you can avoid paying capital gains. Capital gains is one of those things I hear about all the time. But what actually is capital gains taxes? Capital gains, you have what's called short-term and you have what's called long-term. Short-term capital gains is taxed at about, I believe, a 35% tax rate over one year. Okay. Long-term capital gains are at 25%. 
if you've held the property for longer than one year. So in other words, when you file your taxes, you have to claim your profit and then you have to pay a tax on that profit. But if you roll that profit into another rental property, okay, as say the down payment, okay, then you avoid paying the tax. So let's just make sure that would have been bring us up to three properties. Because we have our we have our first we have this new second home, yep. and then we're going to have another rental property that's all investments. Yep. Okay. So all right. Lots of different options. Yes. So, Phil, you stated that a good financial planning requires diversification of assets, as we all know. Mm-hmm. And the same thing holds true with real estate. Um, Correct. You know, if you've got all of your money invested in mutual funds, which, you know, good for you that you've got money to invest. Maybe you want to think about the possibility of pulling some of that money from those investments and putting it into real estate that you'll actually use and that you can watch appreciate over the years. Okay, so that leads me down another path. And that path would be you've got $150,000 in your 401k or your 403b. Those are two different forms of financial vehicles for long-term investing. A consumer has the ability when they buy a property, they can actually borrow against their 401k or 403b. You can borrow up to 50%, no more than 50,000. Okay. So they might be going out there, uh, my my talker listeners are going, well, I don't have the down payment. There's your down payment right there, folks. Because you take a loan against your 401k and you pay it back, but the interest you pay back to yourself, and there is no prepayment penalty, There is no tax consequences. You're not going to pay short-term or long-term capital gains. So there's your money to buy that second home, buy that investment property. And guess what? Then you just pay that back over a period of time right through your employer. And so, Phil, is there a length of time that that money needs to be repaid? Your terms that I've seen are anywhere between two, three, five, and 10 years. Okay. Most terms that I see consumers take is a five or 10 year plan. And then if they're doing well, you said there's no prepayment penalty, so they can pay it back sooner. They can pay it back sooner. Or let's suppose they decide to sell one of their assets, one of their properties. They can then take all the proceeds from that property and pay back their 401k. So that brings me to think about a scenario of people who are Mm pre-retirement and so they bought their house a long time ago and hopefully they have been wise stewards of that and they haven't refied it over and over and used it as a bank Um, and so they've got lots of good equity in their Mm -hmm. home and as we all know it's a great seller's market right now they've been going to the lake they stay with friends they've that was always their dream and now they're within five to ten years of retiring and they've got all of this equity sitting in their house. All of their children are either up and out of the mm-hmm. nest or they're soon to be. And they're thinking, gosh, you know, pretty soon I just can plant flowers for a living. <laughs> <laughs> that, that goes That's back. all I want to do. I've got a great story that pertains directly to that. I've got a, clients that are in their mid-50s, all right, and they have a lovely house. It's in Crystal. And they're going, we want to buy our retirement home. Okay. Okay. And they have been looking for two years. I've been working with them and they're not hot buyers. They're looking for that special property. Well, they found it. Okay. Took two years. They got the property. They're going to be closing here in about two weeks. Maybe it's three weeks from now. 
They're only putting down 10%. They're going to use this retirement home as their second home okay. until they retire. Okay. Once they retire, they're going to sell their property in Crystal, and then they're going to move out to the lake. So now they have a lake home that they're able to use multiple times. And, oh, by the way, the husband's already retired. The wife still has time left to work. Yes. But they took two years to find that special property that they now don't have to worry about. What are we doing? What does retirement look like for us? Exactly. And I think that's brilliant because, you know, now hopefully they can be able to pay all of that off with the proceeds from the sale of their first home. Correct. So that's brilliant. Um, So... Let's talk a little bit more about the down payment, because I think that that's a differentiator between what you offer, Phil, and what a lot of mortgage companies offer. So typically when people would be looking at this, they would think, oh, gosh, I don't have enough money to put down. Mm -hmm. And every loan officer I've talked to said I've got to have at least 20, maybe 25 percent to start. And I don't have it. I'm cash poor. But I've got this house that I've owned for 30 years. Mm -hmm. How is AMEC different and what programs do you offer that can support people who are thinking about doing this? All right. Well, let's just talk about what's called delegation. Okay. okay. We are a, a, what's called a gold eagle delegated mortgage company. In order to get those credentials through the federal government, they have to audit us and it costs, it costs lots of bucks gotcha. to, be, to get this delegation under that specific delegation we are able to underwrite directly to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac guidelines, meaning there's no overlays. Why do I bring this up? Most banks, small banks, big banks, credit unions, maybe do not have that specific delegation. Okay. They're then going to then require you to put 20% down, 25% down, 30% down. Whereas with us being able to go directly to Fannie or Freddie with this specific product, even on a three-season home, which most lenders won't do a three-season home. Okay. They can put down as little as 10% down. Yes, there's mortgage insurance, but if you've got great credit scores, the mortgage insurance is is cheap. Okay. All right? So the advantage is I have far more products, far more programs where I can help that consumer that doesn't have that large nest egg to be able to buy that second home. Okay. That's amazing. And that's a huge benefit because if you're if you're looking to kind of use your money wisely and you want to just get into the property and yeah, you don't care about the mortgage insurance because you know short in the short term you're going to be paying it off anyway. So you're going to take the proceeds from your crystal house if you will, mm-hmm. pay that thing down and then that goes away, right Phil? Correct. Okay. Or you can use the equity out of your current home for that down payment or if you're going you want to know something? I do have 25% down. But okay. guess what? It's going to wipe me out. I'm going to have all your savings. It's going to take all okay. my savings to do it. There's that my talker out there going, I want to do this, but I don't want to be wiped out. Right. Well, here's the way this my talker can then buy that home, put as little down as 10%. All right. And basically have their cake and eat it too. Okay. Yeah. And so this is where it goes back to Phil is not a one, you know, one peg into a, a round hole. He is a puzzle solver and he's got lots of pro- lots of products out there that will solve a lot of different problems. And all you have to do is have a free consultation with him. And so we'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back from the break. Yes. And the number for the Red Hot Real Estate Show is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. 
Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071, also available at MyTalk1071.com. In studio today, of course, we have Mimi Shoneman, your red hot and red hot real estate agent and a super real estate agent from Remax Results. Also from Amec Home Loans, Phil Olson is with us again. And Phil, uh, on the phone, we have one of your friends that you have helped through this process. So, Susan, thanks for calling and being part of the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Absolutely. I just had to put in a wonderful plug for Phil. So I was in a divorce situation and never thought I'd be able to get out of it and be able to qualify to get a home. And it took Phil a while to kind of get me straightened out, but there's nobody that I would say could do it better than than he did. And I was actually able to get in a great home and I recently just sold it and I'm moving out of state and he helped me with a counterpart of his down in the Texas area. And so he's, even though I'm moving out of state, he's still helping. Well, thank awesome. you, Susan. And congratulations on your move, Susan. I appreciate you. that. You know, as a as a, a fellow divorcee, you know, I know that sometimes that is a difficult road to navigate. So it's always good to have somebody to hold your hand. Yep. Thanks, Susan. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And I think, you know, you know, from personal experience, like talking to Phil, where it's like, okay, it's good to have somebody that you can trust that can explain all of these terms. And that's what's great about talking to you, too. Because even though I've been one of those people where I've bought a home before, you're still like, did I really know what I was doing or did I just sign all the papers and things have changed so much? So having, you know, professionals like Phil and Mimi, having you guys go, no, we are on the cusp of what is going on in not only this market, but just nationwide. And knowing that you can put me in contact with other people, that is a very, very soothing resource. Mm -hmm. Oh, one of the things that I think what's, what's special about the relationship that Mimi and I have is we're we're not just real estate and mortgage people. We we take our customers' story, their goals, what they want to do, their life events, and then ask the question, how can we help you the best? How can we save you money? How can we tell you no politely you're right. not making the right decision? Because neither Mimi or I are in this business for money. Right. All right. We're in this business to build relationships, help people long-term with the understanding that Mimi and I have their back. Right. And And I think that's an interesting thing that you brought up before is like when we bring up the statistics, Mimi, about how actually you're not always buying a home that you're going to be in for 20 years. It's like these changes happen on a continual basis. Right. And we see, we see what are considered opportunities out in the market that, on paper, maybe look like a good deal, but when you actually look into it a little deeper, are maybe not good deals. Maybe we know things about the house or that, you know, that would be important to a consumer that they need to know. Maybe we just flat out think it's not a wise choice for you, your particular scenario. I've had clients with, that have really fallen in love with a property. And, you know, when we originally met, they talked about their goals and what what they were really looking to do. And that that property that they are in love with didn't hit those things. And it takes courage to tell a client, I, I disagree with you. And I think you should maybe look at something else. And a lot of times clients don't like it. Sometimes people really like it because they're like they know if you're not selling them something that you maybe really do have their back. Mm -hmm. Well, I just had clients, same scenario. And they go, well, I said, so here's the payment. Is that affordable? And they go, yeah. But in the back of my mind, my mind is going, folks, this is not affordable. So what I then redirected, I said, so 
what do we think the hypothetical utilities are going to be on this property? All right. And how much are we spending on gas, insurance, clothing, food? And I literally had them sitting in my office. I go, let's write this down. Right. And then we finally got to an end number. I go, now, folks, how does that fit into your budget? Right. And the husband and wife looked at each other and they go, if we do this, we're broke. Yeah. And I go, folks, thank you for telling me that because that's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Now, if I didn't think about a relationship and I just thought about the money, I just push product. Right. I don't push product. I'd rather see my customer go, you want to know something, Phil? You're looking out for my backside. Mm-hmm. And I, I even tell my clients, you know, there's 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 wolves out there. Okay, well, I'm the wolf slayer. Okay, <laughs> I like that. Wolf slayer, puzzle slayer. I mean, when you have a passion for what you do yes. and you have a passion for your clients, you want to see them succeed in life. Right. And and I think that's really why a lot of my talkers, uh, you know, are, are calling us and using Mimi and myself because they know we're speaking from the heart and we're not we're not just giving a sales spiel. Yeah, that's for sure. And we do want to help all of our listeners. And one of the things that we want to make sure that everybody understands, if you are shopping for property, we can send you all of the new properties that are coming on the market. Um, all you have to do is call and request it, request it or email us. We also still offer all of our listeners that free market analysis to you so you can get an idea how much your house would sell for if you sold it today. I, I totally agree, and I, I think that's great information you have out there for the peeps out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, one other thing I, I'd like people to consider, we were talking about second homes, you know, that retirement head start. Yes. You know, like I said, you can you can reach out to Mimi and go, we want to buy a second home, but maybe it's not going to be in the next month. Right. Three months, five months. And that's where Mimi then can set up a very, very special search for you you can work with me and we can go through all the numbers, hypotheticals. And guess what? When you're looking for a second home, you're looking for that special place. Right. Those special places don't come up all the time. Right. But when it does come up, you're ready to react to that specific situation instead of going, well, I want to buy a second home and I want to buy it in a month. Yes. It doesn't work that way with second homes. Yeah, they can take a little bit longer. And a lot of times in different communities, things will sell privately and you'll never know that a house was actually on the market. So we will be networking with agents and with homeowners in the areas that you're looking for so that we can hopefully source out a good property for you. I mean, but there's so many reasons, Phil, uh, you know, convenience alone for owning your own property is amazing. So let's just say that you are all the time going to the lake or, yes. or to the river and you've got a boat, you've got your jet skis, yep. you've got your life jackets, mm-hmm. all those things. If you have your that live own in your place, backyard over here in Crystal, right? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. And I you're mean, and you right now your current garage is totally full, and you can't even park your car in it. Exactly. So I mean, those kinds of things are convenience factors, and yeah, it's little, but time is money. And you know, if you're spending a lot of time back and forth hauling stuff, this mm-hmm. and that. All of that adds up. Well, you've got a client right now that we both represent that that has a high dam, high demanding job, mm-hmm. and she's buying a property that's well outside of the metro. It's rural. 
It's got a pool in the backyard because all she wants to do is just lay around in the summer and chill. Fair enough. Well, guess what? That's that's what second home ownership can be. But I want customers to understand that couldn't be another vehicle towards your retirement. And when it comes down for you to retire, maybe you decide you're going to sell both of these homes. And now we're going to buy our house with all the equity that we have in both of these homes down in Arizona, Florida, California, wherever. All right. Um, You know, I just I told you that story of the 19 year old that bought a house. Yes. Sold the house at age of 23, made seventy one thousand dollars over a period of four years. For me to ask the average consumer, can you save $70,000 in four years? I think you'll get 95% of the general public to say no. No. How is that possible? All right. It can be done with home ownership. But the one thing I want to preface it with is not all homes are good buys. Okay. That is the truth. Right. Okay. You can literally lose money on a home. And if you fall in love with a home that's not going to appreciate, then the question is, are we buying this just because you like it and you don't care? Or are you buying this with the hopes that you're going to make money off of it okay. and be able to then use those funds towards other activities or financial goals that you have in the future? Now, how do you steer your clients without seeming like you're steering them and doing anything that's like illegal or outside of regulations. How do you help them make those wise decisions, Mimi? Well, I don't understand your question. What do you mean? So when you're saying this may not be the right home for you, um, you know, so you clearly don't want to steer them because that's something that you're not supposed to do in your job. But how do you guide them and give them the appropriate well, uh, if steering is a completely separate animal, and okay. that's about the neighborhoods pushing Fair people enough. to and from those areas. Okay. But if you tell me my goal is to Airbnb the basement because I need that, and I'm going to do this, that, and the other thing in the other parts of the house, but yet you're looking at condos that okay. don't allow rentals, that's not a good investment for you. Um, if the if the days on market are long on a property. What is that telling us in this market? Well, it should be moving like a hot cake, right, Mm -hmm. Phil? And if it's been on the market for a long time, what it tells me is that there's a condition issue or there's something going on in the neighborhood that maybe we don't fully understand. And I want to share that with you. How do you feel, Miss Shannon, you know, buying a house that's been on the market for 85 days when when that's not what happens? When everything else is going in 20. Right. You know, one of the things that I do is I like telling stories. Yes. True stories. And I've probably represented well over fifteen to 20,000 clients and families. And I'm able to tell them the pros and the cons and the stories of those people. And ultimately, my client's able to make a decision based on that. Well, we'll have to continue with those stories the next time that you're in. So where do they contact you, Phil? 651-238-6748 or my email is phil at callphilolson.com. And Mimi, how do we find you? Mimi at mnredhotrealestate.com. You can always find this episode and previous episodes on our website, mytalk1071. Paying bills on time? Oh, yeah. Not maxing out credit cards? That's what I'm talking about. Learning what credit utilization is? Yes, give yourself credit. You can reach some pretty big goals like home ownership by taking small steps like those to build up your credit. Get started by leveling up your credit knowledge at FannieMae.com slash credit education. That's FannieMae.com slash credit education. Home ownership, here you come. Hey.